Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Father, thank you for this day that you have made. Thank you for peace in our homes. Thank you for peace in our lives. Regardless of the storm, regardless of the setback, regardless of the insanity that we're living, oh God, we have decided, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will go forward as Jesus Christ being our captain, the captain of the Lord's host. He's our fearless leader and he showed us not to give up, not to quit, not to let down, but to get the victory. And on the third day he rose over Satan and demons and death and destruction. And now he gives us that same spirit. He gives us that same capacity and audacity to be a champion in a world that's fallen and broken, O oh God. To boast, not in our strength, but boast in the Lord, who's faithful, who's a faithful God to those who honor Him. We pray that your word this morning would transform our lives, and we give you thanks in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, one of the, one of the confidences we have as we have been uh, journeying, those of you that I haven't been coming on Wednesday. Uh, it's a travesty because we're being equipped with everything we need to overcome. 1 John 5, 4 says, whatever is birth of God overcomes the world. Whatever is born of God. That's an important thing. This is not something man has done. Man cannot do anything. Man is a poor excuse in his existence. The Bible says if God doesn't build the house in vain, you try. It's a waste of time. It's a vanity. Whatever is born of God, if it's legit, if it's genuine, if it's real, it has the power to overcome the world. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've had the opportunity to witness the last couple of maybe 20 years that men are like bowling pins. And when life comes, it's coming down the alley, just everything falls apart. In my childhood, I couldn't believe to see my parents going through a divorce and separation and not being together. And it devastated my life. I had no hope for the future until I see God and His promises to overcome the world. Listen to me. Born of God, you're a champion. Doing things like God tells you to do them, you are victorious. And this is the victory that is able to overcome the things that are in this world. Could you say with me, our faith? That's the only thing. The only thing that's strong, that that bowling ball comes and the pin does not fall, is a man standing where God has told him to stand and doing what God has told him to do and living as God wants him to live. Everyone else is going to be wiped out. And we have these examples all over the Bible. Um, it is there in Matthew chapter 6. As we're reading um, the building of the house of God is not to be done without a foundation. And the foundation for life's existence is being able, I'm sorry, it's Matthew 7, verse 24. Whoever hears, whoever hears, um, I'm saddened by the people who don't have the capacity to listen. They cannot hear what God is saying. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, 
not only hear them, but put them into practice. This I will compare to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Listen, when you're building, and we saw this in downtown Indiana, they're going to do these high rises. They go all the way down deep and they dig until they find, uh, you guys didn't know that, but Indiana is the Indiana stone or rock is the limestone. And they've had to take that rock out to many states, surrounding states, Ohio, uh, the areas around Michigan. They, they've, they've built the state capital on the limestone that was brought over from Indiana. So you don't build on soft stuff, you build on the rock. And so the people who build without the rock, they're not very wise. I want to tell you that the Bible says that Jesus is the rock. He's the solid foundation. The Bible calls him the cornerstone. The chief stone to which you can build the entire building. And when everything shakes and trembles, it doesn't fall. So he says, I'll compare those who listen to my words as wise men who built solidly on the rock. Verse 25. When the rains descended, uh, the rain up in heaven, um, elements that befall us that we don't choose, that we didn't decide, they just come. When the rains fall and the floods come, when we're being hit from the top, when we're being hit from the side, when the winds blow and beat hard on that house, it did not fall. It wasn't moved. It wasn't shaken. It was founded on the rock. And, and I'm excited. I can tell you at the age of 16, seeing the devastation in my home, seeing everything fall, everything fall in ruin at great measures, I said, Lord, I don't know if this is real, but I need you. I want to build on the rock. I want to build on your word. How do you do it? How do you find a wife? How do you build a family? How do you prosper in the future verse 26 he says however everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them this, this is a travesty this is what this is what I marvel at both of them here everyone here has the same capacity to prosper and to not have their house shaken and fall but those who hear these sayings of mine and does not do them, does not implement, does not build in God's instruction, he will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. There's, a, there's the thing about building on the sand. We were just at the beach a couple of weeks ago, and the sand is an easy building process. You build a sandcastle. Guess what? It wasn't there a couple hours later. It looked nice, everything was going fast, everything was beautiful, but it wasn't there to stand the test of time. And so Jesus says, those who hear these sayings of mine and doesn't do them, they're like fools who build their house on the sand. Verse 27, the same trials come, the rains descend, the floods come, the winds blow, they beat against that house, and it falls. And great was its ruin. Great was its loss. And so... Um, this morning, God is faithful that we understand there's a foundation for life's victories, and it's called faith. 
Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Okay, pastor, so far so good. How do I get faith when I don't have it? Romans 10, 17. We're hearing about the substance that's most precious in God's eyes, which is faith. God doesn't care about your bank account. God doesn't care about how much land you have and what a great big family you start out. God cares about your faith. And faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So then, faith comes by hearing. It seems complex, but it's not. What you're doing right now is a great step towards being a champion. You're listening to the Word of God. Some people have decided this morning not to come to the house of God. They decided to read the Miami Herald. They decided to stay home and watch CNN and Fox News. They decided that they have no appetite for wisdom and instruction. Um, the, the challenging matter of doing the men's conference last week at Viva Presencia, Presencia Viva, the church, was that men are coming, they're old men, they're prosperous, they're champion men, and they're being confronted with an area of their life that they need. It's called faith. They need spiritual nourishment. They need to be strong for their wife in times of adversity, strong for their children, strong in their finances. We say that Ted Turner's dad uh, from Turner, um, I forgot what it's called again, Turner Broadcasting. His father had a, an issue at work. He, he had a bad business deal. He lost his money. He went home and he shot himself in the head. We cannot have those things taking place in our lives. And, and when we're strong in faith, we're close to God. We have hope. In a hopeless place, when the, when the rains fall, the winds blow, the floods rise, the house does not fall because it's hearing God's word and doing it. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I couldn't believe at the age of 16 that I had never heard of how to be a champion in this world. This is the first time I walked into church and I started listening and I said, that's a fairy tale. This life is full of suffering and hardship. This life is, is not a place of happiness. This is a place of sadness. But I began to hear the word of God and hope began to arise in my heart. I could have a marriage without a divorce. I could have a great time with my wife. I don't need a lover. I could live like God wants me to live. One woman for a lifetime. But it requires... A discipline of faith. And I challenge you to live without it. Because pride comes before the fall. When you think, I don't need that. I, I, was, I was talking to a young man. He says, why do you believe in Christ? I said, look, I don't know a lot of things. But I know that from the beginning of the Bible, Genesis to Revelations, all these men that are champions and heroes, they all look for a place of refuge. They look for a place of protection. They say, Lord, keep me. Keep me from what? I don't want to find out, people. I want to be in the refuge. I'm not going to go ask the boogeyman what you're coming to my house to do. I'm going to lock the door. I'm going to keep my family safe. I'm going to keep my marriage safe. I'm going to keep my children safe. We're going to grow in this substance called faith. And faith comes by hearing. You're like, what? Hearing. Huh? Hearing. Let faith come by hearing. Hearing what? It's not Nickelodeon. 
It's not the cartoons. It's not the movies. It's not Hollywood. It's not political analysts. It's not economists. It's not government leaders. It's hearing God's word. Faith comes by hearing God's word. I tell my children, if, if there's one thing I tell my sons and my daughter every day, get into the word. Get into the word. Forget about everything else. Forget about even coming to church. If you're not reading the word, you are a pathetic Christian. You're not strong in faith. Faith comes by being in the word day and night. Day and night, night and day, night and day, day and night, afternoon, morning, breakfast, lunch and dinner. When you wake up at midnight, grab the word and it will have fruits. Fruit of what? Of that which overcomes the world. When adversity comes, when conflict comes, you are a warrior. You're a champion. You overcome sin and death and witches and Peter Pans. All these things, the construction of faith is the physical accomplishment of spiritual substance. Something that is awful in this world not to have. It's insane not to have faith. Not to have confidence in a mighty God who wants to be there for you all the time and fight your battles. A faith that overcomes adversity. How does this miraculous life occur that brings the miracles of God? Galatians 3.5 So I say again, listen to me, I have no doubt that this word of God is for specific people who have come just for today. You know why I know that? Because I would never start at ground zero in the 15, 17 years of my life here at this church preaching the Word of God. We have never talked about the inception of faith. Why? We've already come. We've been in the Lord for 30 years. Why would we go back to zero? Because people this morning have to hear this Word. And God is faithful to you. So He makes me start at ground zero so that you might get a picture Paul was telling the Galatians, He who supplies to you a spiritual life. I, I was at the graduation last week. One of the little girls that was up here, she had been coming to church now for about four months. She joined our Sunday school. And she says, I want to thank this church for giving me a spiritual life. And we have our physical life. We eat well, churrasco, we go and have a good meal, we exercise, we work. But a spiritual life, a, a place where you have a devotion with the God of the universe, where he knows you and you know him and you guys partner together in this life so no devil can touch you or your family. That's faith. And Paul is saying, he who supplied to you, he who supplies a spiritual life to you, and through this spiritual life, you are able to see miracles. My whole life since I met Jesus Christ is a miracle. My entire life. People look at it and say, how do you do it? I don't do it. God does it. I don't do it. It's God's goodness. Amen. So he who provides a spiritual life and works miracles among you, does he do it because you're able to accomplish it because you're Superman and Iron Man and you're all these men put together? No. It happens by the hearing of faith. Paul is saying a spiritual life and a miraculous life and a, God, and a life that sees the hand of God constantly upon you and yours is because it's a life of faith. 
It's not because we're we good or we've done something right. It's we have heard these things. When I hear them, the faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. I want what I hear. How about you? I want what God says. I'm, I'm shouting amen all over the world. Amen says, God, do it. Do it, God, just like you said. Just, you died for me. Your son died for me. I'm special. Why? The son of God died for me. That's faith. I didn't know this. I grew up without that. I didn't know that God loved me. I was at the Marlin uh, Stadium last week, guys selling me Cracker Jacks and peanuts. And I said, you know there's a father in heaven that wants to open the heavens and make you his son? And he's like, that's much too wonderful news for me because if I don't sell my Cracker Jacks and peanuts, I'm not going to be able to eat dinner tonight. So there's people upon the earth that are living without a relationship with God. You have to be insane. You have to be an orphan. You have to be stripped of the greatest love that is over your life. And the devil has stripped you of faith so you don't believe it. And I believe it. My friends told me when I was in high school, you'll, you'll wake up one day out of that, that thing you're into. No, I'm not. I got bigger dreams now because I got more faith. I'm living large. I'm, I'm talking about, I'm going to be a granddad soon. I'm already talking about my grandsons. My wife doesn't like that. But I'm looking forward to a bright future, not a dark nightmare. And it's only because of faith. It's listening to God. He called me, you're my precious son. You, I died that you might be adopted. Romans 8.15 says, we no longer are walking in fear. Faith gives you the spirit of adoption. So you're not walking around in captivity. You did not receive the spirit to, to be enslaved, to fear. But you receive through faith the spirit of adoption. And through that spirit we cry, Daddy! Daddy! He's not a distant, faraway God. He's my daddy. He's my dad. I could talk to him. And so in Acts chapter 19, we see that, that Paul tells these people, he says, did you guys receive the Spirit? And they said, listen, we haven't even heard that there's such a thing. I want to touch upon this verse, super powerful, because in that midst of all the things we hear, we know that our spiritual life and the miracles come because we are hearing the Word of God. Let me see if I find it real quick. Acts 19.2. Listen to a lot of things we haven't heard about God's Word. That's why we don't believe. That's why we don't live them. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? When God spoke to you and you believed that God is a father, that he sent his son, when you heard the gospel, did you receive the Holy Spirit? And they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. How could you have the Holy Spirit be part of your life if somebody doesn't tell you? And how many know that the Holy Spirit leads you to everything God has for you? He says, I won't leave you as an orphan. I'll send you the Spirit of God. So that spirit will allow you to walk like a son. Because a son inherits 
Everything the Father has for him. We didn't even hear it. How can we believe it? And so there it says in Romans 10, 14. How can they believe that somebody has come to save them? How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher preaching the word of God? I love preachers. Because they announce to me everything that God has for me. I, I, I consider a preacher a prince. I have preacher friends all over the world. I would rather have a preacher friend than an accountant or a lawyer or a doctor or an economist or anything else. I want someone who will tell me what God wants me to hear. And that opens the heavens in great... There are some people that hate preachers. They hate preachers because they don't understand faith. They don't understand that God gives you the capacity to overcome the world. If you can hear what God says, it'll impart something called faith in your heart. And you'll stop living like a loser. Hebrews 11.6 Without faith, it's impossible to please God. If you don't get on His wavelength, what God is looking for is faith in your heart. Some of you have little faith. That's good. Some of you, your faith is weak. That's good. You, you have a, the start of this whole thing cultivate it take care of it don't get yourself in places where you are raped spiritually and your faith is taken from you because that's what the devil wants but without faith it's impossible to please God he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that God rewards those who diligently seek him what's that mean if I follow God and do what he says I get the rewards of the promises he's put for those people who follow him my friend told me, Joaquin, this is a lawyer friend of mine. He says, do you really believe that a, a whale, a big fish ate a man? I said, yep. He goes, I can't believe you're ridiculous. And three days he was there. Yep, I believe it. And then he says, I can't believe that you believe. I said, I know because you're not a believer and I'm a believer. I walk in believing what God says and you walk disbelieving what God says. So therefore, my life is an expression of his faithfulness to reward those who seek him. And your life is a big mess. We began to study faith this year at the inception of the year. The primary source of our example was a man who lived before us named Abraham. He's the father of all those that are children of faith, the sons of faith, the Bible says. Much of the character of God is revealed in the life of this man. He's able to see every aspect of who God is. And as we study his life and his relationship with God, we grow in faith. We're able to live like Abraham lived and receive the promises. The Bible says the, the whole Old Testament is the dealings of God with this man, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The, the people of Israel. Um, Jacob gave birth to 12 tribes. And these, these tribes, the city, the people of Israel have a rich history of men that interacted and grew with God from zero to hero. Every single example in the Old Testament is men who walked out a life of faith. Hebrews 11 says all these men, the whole chapter is the hall of faith. These men who did great things for the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 15:1, Paul says like this, I declared to you the good news. This that I preached to you, you also received and you stand in this. I declared to you the gospel when I preached to you. That's how the Corinthians got it. There was a preacher speaking it and they were hearing it and they received it. 
In verse 16, he says, through this preaching that you received and you stand in. Verse 2, I'm sorry. This preaching that you stand in is bringing you to salvation, which you also, uh, which also you are saved if you hold fast to the word which I preach to you, unless you just started not to do the whole thing. You just started one step. Verse 3, for I delivered to you, first of all, which I also received. I can't give you what I don't have. I could preach this gospel because I heard it and received it. So I delivered to you the first of all, that which I've also received. Christ dying for our sins according to Scripture. That's where it all starts. Jesus dies. There's a reason why he dies. It's for our sins. To remove everything that keeps us away from God. And not only did he die for our sins, verse 4, he was buried and he rose again the third day according to Scriptures. That means that God is still in the business of keeping his promises. God had promised Abraham, I'm going to send you a Messiah. I'm going to send you a Savior. I'm going to send you a Christ, an anointed one. And he will pay the price for all your sins. And he will come with great salvation. Luke 24, 44, he says, All these things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. If you don't understand... I have this printout for you before you leave today. 354 Old Testament promises of how God would bring Jesus into this world and the life he would live and the way he would die and how he would raise from the dead because God wants you and him to be in relationship. This is powerful. This is, uh, this is incredible. These 354 prophecies written almost 500 to 1,000 years before Jesus Christ even came to the earth are written by detailed explanation. And every single one of them came to pass in the life of Jesus Christ. You have to overstep a large, a large block of evidence that God loves you that he has a plan with you, that he has a purpose, that he's going to fulfill his purpose, that he has a, a great large inheritance for you that believe. I, I want you to have a copy. I want you to study. I want you to understand that Christ didn't come for God to play religion. He came to give us a spiritual life. And the Bible compares this spiritual life to a building. Psalm 11 verse 3 says, If the righteous, if the foundations are lost, are broken, we can do nothing. If you don't start out with zero, that's what we're starting out today. We're starting out, the building isn't even built. You need a foundation. If the foundations don't exist, if they've been destroyed, you know how they were destroyed? By our childhood. The devil made sure that we didn't believe anything. He stripped us of any hope. He has robbed us of any future prosperity and fruitfulness. If he takes away the foundations, if you decide you're going to be a faithless, an unfaithful, if you're going to be an atheist, if you're not going to live this life with God, you have no hope to build anything that sustains tomorrow. If the foundations are destroyed, what right thing can you do? In the book of Jude, chapter verse 20, he says, But you, beloved, you're building yourself up, your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. You're building yourself up like a, like a building. You don't, you don't build a building without a foundation because it's going to come down. Building yourself up. 
1 Corinthians 3, 9 says, we are fellow workers. You are God's building. What we're doing today is building into your life something that will be indestructible. The devil will not be able to mess with you because you have started your journey of faith. Let's read that, 1 Corinthians 3, 9. You are God's building. We are workers. Verse 10, according to the grace that God has given me, I've become a wise master builder, a guy that has the blueprint, that is able to give you the resources that you need to lay. I have laid the foundation, and then you begin to build upon it. Let each one be careful how he builds. We've heard the three little pigs, my friend. We know the difference between building with straw, hay, and brick. And so I want to challenge you that you build strong. I've been able to build the last 30 years of my life, to which the last 20, my son Nick and my son Joshua, who's 19, and Brandon, who'll be 18, and my daughter, 14, I was building way before they showed up on the scene. What for? So that they could enjoy a house of faith, a place where we pray to God, a place that we read the Bible, a place that we, we follow the Holy Spirit. We're into this not as a fad or a fashion or religion. We're building a building. He says, be careful how each one of you build. Be careful how you build. Don't build lazy. Don't build um, ignorantly. Verse 11, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which God has laid. Could you tell me what's his name? Jesus Christ. Don't be allergic to Jesus Christ. Don't not like Jesus Christ. He's building you up a strong foundation. And the Bible says that if we build upon that foundation, you're going to enjoy this life. You're going to overcome. You'll be victorious. Could you stand with me today? Please don't resist God's goodness in your life. I, I, I had to change my preaching for you. I had to start all over from day one just because of you. That tells me God really loves you. God is really interested for you to build right. For you to have a glorious, not physical home. Because I guarantee you, if you don't have faith, your family is falling apart. Your children falling apart. At this men's conference, one of the speakers stood up there and he says, I have a 40-year-old heroin-addicted daughter. Now my question is, how does a pastor have a daughter across the United States who's addicted to heroin I see a destroyed life I see a life without faith I see a life without fruitfulness I see maybe we have forgotten to build the way we're supposed to build because there's a large inheritance for you and God wants to give it to you and that's why today uh, I give you a challenge don't give up on a life of faith uh, a lot of you in Hebrews chapter 6 he says, when you're laying a foundation, it requires you to really get serious about several issues. Hebrews 6.1. He says, God wants to take you to perfection. God wants to take you to the place of solid rock. But you need to leave the elementary principles of Christ. The baby steps. Some of you are putting them in. But some of you are overstepping your bounds never even having laid them down properly. 
leaving the elementary teachings of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, living like you want. Faith towards God is a foundation. We talked about it today, that you build on listening and hearing and obeying God's word. Then verse 2, he says, the foundation of the doctrine of baptisms. Some of you are playing with that in your spiritual life. You, have, you don't even know what baptism is. You haven't even found out. You haven't gone to the baptism classes. I think we have some coming up, right? We have classes. Why do we teach these things? Because we want to start a religious church? No. These are foundations for your spiritual faith. And if you build cheesy, then the devil knows he can knock down the construction. He'll knock you out. Unless you build solidly with baptism, laying on of hands, resurrection of dead, eternal judgment. These two, these two verses of Hebrews 6, 1 and 2 are the basic ABCs to the Christian faith. They sound like they're difficult. They sound like college. They're not. They're, they're basic. Believe in Jesus Christ and get water baptized. Why are you taking so long? He's made no, he's made no difficult task but for you to believe and to go to the water of baptism and get baptized. And you still don't do it. You still don't walk in it. You have a faulty foundation. Verse 3, he says, if we do these things, we will go on to perfection because God will give us a permit. When you're building construction, every phase has a permit. You get to go to the next one. But if you don't have a foundation laid, then you can't build the building. You can't go forward. You're not going to be strong. You'll be debilitated. You know what happens when you don't have walls? The devil comes in and takes what he wants. There's no protection. There's no doors. There's no locks. He just strips you. He strips you blind of all things. Your marriage is gone. Your children are gone. Your finances are gone. Your purpose in this life is gone. Father, thank you for this day that you have made. You really and truly love someone in this place. You're so faithful. Thank you for taking us back to the beginning. Thank you for speaking to us what's so important. I didn't know who was going to be here, but you did. I didn't know what they were asking, but you answered. I glorify you for it because you wish that no one would perish. You wish no one takes the road to destruction, to losing the vast expanse of the glorious riches of your grace your love displayed and poured out even in the smallest details of our life. I pray that every man, every woman here today would begin their faith journey so they become champions, so that they overcome adversity and conflict, they overcome sin, Satan and hell, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the brokenness of hearts. I pray that you extend mercy and that you cause them to turn and to run after you with their whole hearts. I pray for a strong foundation in their lives. I pray for a strong foundation for their children to not be moved by divorce and separation. That they would have a model and a pattern of assurance and refuge because of a merciful God who sent his son to die 2,000 years ago. Provisions have been made. Your Holy Spirit has been sent. We cry out, Abba, Father, because you answer our prayers.